Open up your Bibles, Genesis chapter 28. Genesis chapter 28, beginning in verse 18. And we're, we're learning about the life of Jacob and the blessing that God put upon Jacob because of his father, his grandfather Abraham, and his father Isaac. How many of you have ever read where it says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? In Genesis 28, we're, we're hearing a story about Jacob who he had just had an encounter with God. That God told him, I'm going to bless you and make you a blessing. Uh, in through you, the nations are going to be blessed. I'm going to make you a father of many nations like he promised his grandfather. That many nations were going to come from Jacob. Jacob was, was in distress and he needed to hear a word from God. How many of you have ever been in distress and you really needed to hear something from God? And God came and visited him and he had this encounter. So right after the encounter, verse 18, it says, The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took the stone he had rested his head against and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God. And I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Praise God. Now go with me to Genesis chapter 35. And Jacob had gone through things that the Lord saw him through. God protected him, provided for him, blessed him. Everything that God had told him that he was going to do at Bethel, God had done it. Jacob had made that vow before God. If God does everything he promised me here, I will return to this place. I will make sure that he is my God, that there's no other God. Amen. And I will honor him with a tenth of all my increase. Amen. If he protects me, if he blesses me, if he provides for me, I will do this. So in Genesis 35, verse 3, it says, Jacob's talking to his family. He says, we are going to Bethel where I will build an altar to the God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. He had told his family, look, all those other gods that we were worshiping, that you were worshiping, those pagan gods, I want to collect all those things. I want to collect all those idols. I want to collect all those, those prayer monuments. I want to collect all those things. Let them go. Those things are no longer a part of your life. There is only one God, and he's the God that I met here at Bethel. Amen. And so he came to this place as a, because of his testimony. Everything God had told him that he was going to do of provision, protection, blessing, being with him, honoring him, everything that he had promised, it all happened. It was all true. 
And so he came back to fulfill his vow before the Lord. He told his family, just the scripture ahead, let's get rid of all those foreign gods. We're going back to this place. We're building a place for the Lord because that is where I met God. That's where God told me about the covenant and that's where I experienced it to the fullness, amen? I've seen that what God promised is true. So I'm going back there. Let's go back there, amen? This covenant of blessing, it's not law. Some people say, well, we don't have to be partakers of giving to God tithes and offerings because it's all under the law. I thank God that Jesus Christ paid the price for all our sins. He paid the price at the cross for our sicknesses and diseases. Amen. But this covenant was not law. This covenant of bringing God a tithe, a tenth of our increase was, is not law. This was out of Jacob's own free will, his desire to make a covenant with God. So he heard what God would do for him and Jacob vowed back to God, if you will do everything you promised me that you will do, I vow to you that I now enter into relationship covenant with you to honor you with a tenth, a tithe of all my increase. Amen. That was the vow that, God, that Jacob made unto the Lord. Amen. God didn't call for it. Jacob vowed it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jacob made a vow, vow before God. A tithe. What is a tithe? When Jacob came with his 10th percent of his increase, he was going back to God to honor God for what he promised he was going to do for him. God didn't ask for anything for him. He said, he said, I'm going to do this for you. And Jacob said, okay, because you said you're going to do this for me and bless me, protect me, be with me. You, you will lead me. You'll remove me out of distress. You'll make me, uh, you, you'll make my children through me. The nations will be blessed. Because you do that, I come to you with this vow. I can't allow you to do something for me that I'm not willing to at least honor you and say that I will do this for you. So the tithe was a recognition of the blessings of God upon Jacob's life, and it was a response to what God had promised him. And so God did everything that, that he would do. Jacob went back to Bethel to do what he vowed to do. You see how this worked? And every one of us can enter into the blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is by choice. The Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Amen? Hallelujah. Why is it a might? It's because do you believe it by faith? Do you walk knowing what God has promised to do for you? I thank God for my father. And I thank God that Jesus was the Lord over my father's life and that God was his God and he served them all. He served them in his life, but he had to become my God and my savior. And I had to walk it out knowing him, meeting him and developing relationship with him. 
Your, your father, your mother might have been incredible Christians. They might be great men and women of God. But if you don't have personal relationship with Jehovah Jireh, if you don't have personal relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you will never experience the life of God in your life. And you will not, you're not destined for heaven it comes through your own personal relationship with jesus christ your mother cannot believe jesus for you your father cannot believe jesus for you you must believe jesus for yourself for yourself salvation is through jesus christ amen he is the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except by him but i i can't come to the father by my father i can't come to the father by my mother I have to come to the Father through the gateway, Jesus Christ. And the only way I can come to, to God through Jesus is if I have faith in him and in the power of his salvation. I have faith in his blood that by his blood I've been redeemed. I'm saved, born again. Now that I've been born again, I've been born again into the family of God and now I've been born in, into the family of Abraham and the blessing of Abraham's upon my life and I get to choose whether I want to be a partaker of the blessing you have to choose it you have to choose it look at your neighbor and say you have to choose if you want to be a partaker why is it some Christians are blessed and others are not why is it some people are walking, seeing the abundance of God and everything? In the, they might not have everything that the world will say is abundance, but they always have more than enough, and they're always a great blessing to others. That's what, that's what it means to be rich. You can have a lot of wealth in the bank, but if you're not blessing anybody, it, it will die with you. The enemy has, has, has stolen and, and has killed and has destroyed. And God cannot really bless you. Matter of fact, you are storing up treasures that other people are going to partake of. Strangers are going to partake of. Your children will not enter and experience the blessings of the Lord. Because if you're not following the blessings of God, why would your children follow the blessings of the Lord? I thank God for all the things that the Lord has brought me through because I have a testimony of his victory. I have a testimony of how he provided for me. How many of you have a testimony of how God blessed you, how promoted you, how he increased your life? And you could give him all the glory, all the honor, because you know, you know, you know. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you know that it wasn't you. Who could say that? That you know it wasn't you that, 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 that did it. And so every one of us have that personal relation. Every one of us have to have that personal revelation of the ability, the opportunity to enter into the blessing of Abraham. Amen? And you could use every excuse and say, well, I don't have to honor God with the tithe. No, you don't. Well, that, if I, I don't believe that I'll go to hell if, if, if I don't give God tithes and offerings. I don't believe that either. Well, I can be blessed without honoring God, not according to the word. Amen? And so you have to make a choice whether you want to step into this blessing or not. Go, go with me to Malachi chapter 3. Hallelujah. 
You know, one of the beautiful blessings of, the, of Abraham that's available for you to partake of is rest. Is rest. Some people are working so hard just to get what they have and, and they can't hold on to it because it, their bags are like, they have holes in their bags. Their, their counts are always, there's more going out than coming in. And no matter how great it is because they have no rest, but the blessing of the Lord make one rich and adds no sorrow. Just like God gave Jacob rest and God gave Isaac rest and God gave Abraham rest, God wants to give you rest. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. Other translation says, in my house. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to, to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. That's the only place in the Word of God that God challenges you to test Him. If you jumped off a mountain, yes, the Word of God says the angels will catch you before you, you, they, you won't even stub your toe. Amen? Hallelujah. But if you jumped, you know, they'll catch you on the bounce, you know. We're not supposed to test the Lord our God. But here in the scripture, the Lord says, test me. Why? Because Jacob tested him. Jacob heard the promise. He heard what God wanted to do with him. He heard what God had given, had promised his, his grandfather and his father. But then he tested him. And he found them to be true. So he, made, he had made that vow before the test and said, Lord, if you do this, I will definitely do this. And he came back to the place. Where did he come back to? The place called Bethel. What does Bethel mean? The house of God. God says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. One of the worst tragedies is a church that suffers from lack. And the only reason why a church suffers from lack is because the people are not blessed. And the only reason why the people are not blessed is because the pastor refuses to preach the truth of the word of God of honoring the Lord with tithes and offerings. And one of the reasons why the, the community and society is not changed into the image and the glory of God is because most churches are trying to raise up money to just do what they do instead of preaching the gospel because the Lord has provided for all their needs. Can I hear a great amen in this Baptist church today? You have to, I want you to understand that God has invested the kingdom of heaven and the preaching of the gospel in you, in you, so that there may be food in my house. Doing things like building, doing things like sending missionaries out, doing things like doing crusades, doing things like building Christian television and radio. Those things cost, they take resources, amen? And this church is not designed to, to raise money through advertisement. 
It's not designed to raise money by everybody, you know, by, by one person doing the work by themselves and paying for whatever needs they have and the needs of the church. No, this church is designed to operate on the blessings of God. And how do the blessings of God come? Do the blessings of God come upon the church? No, the blessing of God comes upon the people. It comes upon you and it comes upon me. And God makes us a blessing so that we can come to him and give him the, the glory for blessing our life. Amen. I, was, uh, I had a, a conversation with a, a friend a few months ago. And she asked, she said, you know, I see all the wonderful things that are happening at Faith is God. I see construction and you guys are always doing ministry and helping the, the thousands of people, the needy, and you got missionaries going out. You got all these things going on. How do you pay for it? And, and she says, I know that, I know that the government helps, but how else do you pay for it? I looked at her, what? Well, the kingdom of God government, yes, that helps. That's how it's paid is the kingdom of God. But if you're thinking about the government of the United States, <laughs> No, 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 no. And we wouldn't take their money. Amen? I, don't, I didn't come to serve the kingdom of the United States. I came to serve the kingdom of heaven. Amen? And I told him, I, I told my friend, I said, the way everything is built, paid for, and is always blessed is because of the blessings of God upon the people. They come and honor God with their tithes and offerings, and there's food in the house. And I began to explain to her the principle of giving and receiving and tithing. And she looked at me just like, huh? People will come to church to give a tenth of their increase? I mean, why would they do that? Why would, why would anyone want to do that? You know, why don't they just stay at home and watch online and, and don't give God, don't give the church anything? See, you have to see, she saw things in the physical. But those that operate in, in, in the ministry, in the calling of God, we have seen things in the spiritual. The favor of God is worth way more than 10% of whatever increase we have. It's our life and, and the love of God in our hearts has, has becomes way greater than anything that we sacrifice financially. We recognize that all the blessings comes from heaven and we make a choice to follow the Lord. Now, not everybody has made that choice and not everybody, listen, every one of us is given opportunity. But I want to tell you, my father made that choice and my father was blessed. His father didn't know God and never honored God. He was not blessed. But my father was. I made that choice to follow God and I'm 47 years old. And it's incredible, you know, when I was a younger minister, I thought I knew everything. And now that I'm older, I know I don't know anything. <laughs> but what I do know is God is faithful. He is faithful to those who will walk by faith and not by sight, who will trust his word and operate according to his word and hear the promises of God as a wonderful opportunity that you, that you could be a partaker of. I want to be a partaker of the divine nature of God. I want to be a partaker of the blessing of heaven. And I want my children to know that no man has made me wealthy but God. 
that God is my source. He is my supply. He has given me rest. He has blessed me on all sides. I do not lack a single thing because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And so I'm going to operate by faith. I'm going to walk in the spirit. And even though the world will look at it and say, oh, that's foolishness. Don't do that. They, even your, your family will tell you, don't give to God. Don't honor God with tithes and offerings. Don't give to, they say, don't give to that church. I'm not giving to a church. I'm giving to a king. I'm bringing my offerings to the Lord. Amen. This is not a, a stage. This is an altar. I'm offering it to my God. I'm worshiping him. How dare you try to keep me from worshiping my God? Amen. Some of us need to put away the idols that our past has, wor has worshiped. Some of those idols might have been trying to, to get money and wealth and increase from other sources and not bringing it to the Lord. But I want to tell you, if you put your faith and your trust and your hope in God, you will not be disappointed. Make sure that the house of God always has food in it. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a place where you get to honor the Lord. This is a place where you get to offer up your praise and your offering and your tithes to God. Amen. This is a holy place. This is Bethel for us. Amen. And what God is going to do through this ministry is going to impact the world. Amen. And I declare that your house will lack no good thing. That you shall see increase over and over. And that every good work, every good work that has been placed upon your heart, you shall always have more than enough to give and to serve and to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I, I, I declare that your children will serve the Lord their God because they shall know Him. They shall see the fruits of your life and declare there is no other God except for the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Kevin. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you all receive that? Hallelujah. Let's give God praise, amen. Is he your God? Praise the Lord. Let's honor him with our tithes and offerings. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I really encourage you, if you just started coming to church and hearing the word of God, to listen to the past three or four services. We've been teaching on the blessing of Abraham. And, uh, you know, we're going line upon line, precept after the precept. We're, we're growing in our faith in this area. Amen. If you, you want to give through uh, the offering envelope, there's an envelope in the front of your chair. If you'd like to give online, go to our website, fpgchurch.com, fpgchurch.com. You can also use the cash app, FPG Church. Amen. FPG Church. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is good. Some, some of you, the Lord might have been speaking to you about giving special offerings. It might be something that's not finances. Maybe God is telling you to volunteer and to, to serve him and offer an offering of your time. Come, we'll put you to work. Amen. Praise the Lord. Or maybe there's some things that you have that you want to bring before God. It's the Lord that's telling you to do it. We will receive it in the name of Jesus. You know, just don't tell me how to use it. <laughs> Amen. You tell, if you bring something to the Lord, I'm going to listen to the Lord and ask him how to use it. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't be surprised if you give a card today, you're going to see someone in the church driving it tomorrow. Amen. Because we we're not here to store up treasures on earth. We're here to store up our treasures in heaven. 
And souls, souls, souls are the treasures, amen? Your loved ones, your brothers, your sisters, your community, amen? Praise the Lord, amen. Are you all ready to give? Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Let's make this confession. Say, the blessing of, the blessing of Abraham is upon my life. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to serve you and to bless you through my giving. Thank you, Lord, that this seed shall produce a harvest of increase upon my life. It shall bless others, and your gospel will go forth with power. I honor you with my offerings and my tithe. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Come and give as God leads you.